if my family was totally against Nina, everything that she did, nitpicking or arguing or, or, or trying to push me away from her, I would have to step back and literally take my wife's side and tell my family to back off because them breaking up what we have is not going to help the whole family dynamic. So do you ever envy those so-called hashtag couples goals? Well, you know, when you first fall in love with someone, you get butterflies every time you see them. You lust them. You're infatuated with them. You want to be with them all the time, like best friends. Do you want that to last forever? Together, let's discover what it takes to say a massive yes to all the above. Through our topical discussions, our world-renowned guests that will help guide the way to a happier, sexier, and fun-loving relationship. We're not doctors or therapists. We are just two normal individuals who have had many ups and downs in our 23-year relationship. And counting. We've amassed our own wisdom over the years, but we're still learning, just like you. Nina and I believe you can have it all and still live your best lives, as long as you're willingly and consistently discover each other in new ways. And that right there is what the show is all about. We're Nina. And Roger. And this, this is The, the Animal Animal Show. show. Yeah, baby. Welcome back. To our podcast. Yay! As you know, my name is Roger, <laughs> and I'm here with my beautiful and crazy wife, Nina. And we are the Head Over Heels Show. Yeah, we are, baby. For 2024. And forever. Forever. Ever. Forever. Ever. <laughs> I always have to have one on you. There you go. Can't help it. I'm the wife. Happy wife. Happy life. There you go. Speaking of happy wife, happy life. Oh. Our episode today, we're going to talk a little bit about what y'all have been asking us on TikTok. And um, a few times we've been on and people would ask about your relationship and the relationship your family has with your partner. Right. That's one of the questions. Yes. But before we get into that, let's talk about this crazy weather. Hot, cold, wet, slimy. I mean, that's normally what you want a first date to be, but it's January. <laughs> January, it's nasty. It's all, we had snow turned into slush. But hey. The world's changing. The weather's changing. I mean, my girlfriend lives in Vancouver, and I was talking to her last week, and she says, holy shit, Nina, it's minus 35 here, and that's Celsius, not Fahrenheit. And, and I'm like, well, it's plus 10 here, and it was... The, the, the roles have reversed. Out west used to be a lot colder than it before, than it, 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 a lot warmer than it is it was out east. But now the, the world has shifted. It's friggin' beautiful here. It feels like you're in Vancouver mm-hmm. and it's freezing there. So we're planting our palm trees tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> but first, we have to make sure the ones that we have don't die on us like every year. <laughs> Bye. But yeah, that's what's been happening. Changing, we have a really beautiful warm weather happening here in Toronto. We did get a little bit of snow last week, but it was just for a few days and it's pretty much gone. Uh, it comes and it goes. So I'm hoping that this... Again, like my first dates. <laughs> I come and I go. <laughs> Anyways. No puns intended. There's lots of puns. <clears throat> yeah. 
But that's what's happening in our city. We're very happy. We're very grateful that it's warmer than usual. Um, I mean, my prayers have been getting answered slower and slower and slower. I came to this country 30 years ago hoping that the weather would change somehow or I would live somewhere warm. But uh, Her original plan was go to Australia, and that, did, that was taking way too long. So Canada was accepting some people. And, of course, you know how you got friends that are naysayers and you know just try and knock down everything you're doing. When they said we're going to Canada to the rest of the, what do you call it, colony? The rest of the refugees? Refugee, the refugee camp. People. For those of you that don't know, I used to live in the refugee camp. They were saying, oh, you don't want to go to Canada. Canada is horrible. It's so cold that it's, it's so cold that they have to have plastic animals. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and she came here during December. And of course, there were some homes that decorated for Christmas and had reindeer in front of their home. And she saw this at what, 14, 15, 16? How old? I just got here. I was just 17. I was just 17. 18 that year. She was crying. She was like, oh my God, it's true. They have fake animals. Yep. So when we got accepted, I'm, we're going to get into a podcast in a second, the episode. <laughs> but when we got here, um, December 14, 1993, I was 17 years old. Um, we had, I, uh, they, they placed us in Ottawa because we came as refugees of war. And they placed our family in Ottawa. And Ottawa, that winter, was the coldest winter since the 60s. So over like freaking 50 years, they'd never seen that cold weather um, until then. It was like minus 55 degrees. I went to grocery shopping with my mother and my sisters one day. We would obviously took the bus. And the nose in my hair was like icicles. You know, the, your nose you running nose in hair? the cold? Yeah. Yuck. You got running nose in the cold, and then that would freeze like instantly, and it would turn to icicles. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? This is for real? We call this- those booger popsicles. Yes. <laughs> They're really good, especially when you do that you little... <laughs> that little lip thing You lick it off Yeah it's pretty good But that was it I came in And then we were walking to, to, that, to the apartment And we see All these fake animals And reindeers And Santa Claus All up I'm like Holy shit This is they even real. have fake fat people <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like Yep yeah, this, is, this is like A freezing cold country I don't think I'll ever survive But I did 35 years later I'm still mm, mm, Yeah This is perfect you know, hot tub weather, but it's because it's like a little drizzly. It's it's a pain in the ass because, you know, last thing you want to do is get wet when you're in a hot tub. <laughs> so You're just full of those puns today. You and you're looking so handsome and so gorgeous. I wish you guys that don't watch us on YouTube could see this. Maybe you should all go watch us on YouTube. Let me fix your pocket. Does one of these come out? She's got her no. hands in my pocket. Always. Trying to catch some money out of there. But no, it's not working. Um, he's so handsome. You know, I just love me a man in some sort of uniform, whether it's a suit or fire, <laughs> firefighter uniform or Donald's manager uniform, <laughs> whatever it is. She's very turned on by that. I love me some yummy man. Okay, I love you. There you go. Big hat, hat. Perfect, perfect. So yeah. So to transition into the family versus relationship. Well, let's let's start with this. There was two questions. Yes. We got asked two questions on TikTok. One of them was, how do I choose between my husband, my partner, and or my family? Meaning her family doesn't like and don't accept her her husband. Her husband, the father of her children. She says, I have two children. Like, wow. Still, they haven't accepted him, right? And the second one was, how can I trust my partner 
not cheating on me if he's always flirting. Hmm. So these are two questions that I personally have a lot of experience of from, and I would love to delve into this podcast and just share with you guys my thoughts, and Roger can help with his thoughts on these two questions. I think the biggest one would be choosing your family over your husband or your spouse. Let's Uh, start with that. Of course. I mean, I think that 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 can even take up this whole podcast because it's a big one. Um, The way I look at it, I mean, we've had this issue, not really, we've had this issue in our families, not overly um, like some of the other people that are that, that have asked us about it that are going through they're they're going through situations where their family can't stand them and it's it's very difficult to choose us it was just some differences that we've had with our families and how we how we adjusted or how we took care of that the way I look at it is your family's always going to be there your mom your sister your brother your cousin whatever the hell it is they're always going to be there your spouse might not if things aren't doing well. You know what I mean? Like it's it's one of those things. That, I mean, yes, you're obligated in the same way, but I guess as a parent and as a kid, uh, a brother or sister, you can't divorce them. It's not the same thing. You know what I mean? So if my family was totally against Nina, everything that she did, nitpicking or, or, or arguing or, or, or trying to push me away from her, I would have to step back and literally take my wife's side and tell my family to back off because them breaking up what we have is not going to help the whole family dynamic. It's not going to help my kids. It's not going to help my, you know, my, my, my life, my well-being, my mental health, all that stuff. None of that will help that if, if they're pushing me away from my, the person that I chose to be my wife or my husband. Absolutely. I mean, I have had experience with this um, matter when I, you know, if you're from a different culture and you marry someone outside of your culture or you different race or different right. color, whatever it is, you're choosing that person for you, not for your mom, not for your dad, not for your sister, not for your brother. It's for you. That, that, that's, you're building a life with that person. So for the, well, the family. You have kids, you're not building a life. You built a life. You already have it. Yes. And some of them, someone. Someone else had asked, I, I feel the same way, and, and that person had just got married to her partner, and then she says, my family just don't accept them. But the thing is, it happened with me. I mean, I married outside of my culture. I come from a big family, very large family, five sisters, two brothers. Fortunately for me, one of my brother had married outside of the culture already, so my parents accepted that. So for me, it was like, are you kidding? Are you going to go that route again? It was a little different because he was the male in the family, but... Right. So how can you go that and that route and all that stuff? And I said, you know what? For me, love is love. It doesn't matter what color, what culture, what language you speak. If you fall in love with someone, you fall in love with that person. That's your person. So I had to work really hard to make sure my parents accepted him from day one, my family, everyone. Like it used to be, he doesn't speak my language. So when Roger would come over to my my family at the beginning, if they spoke my language around him, I'd be like, please try to speak English. All of you can speak it, even if you don't, if you can say a couple of words, speak English. It's more respectful to him. And it was, for me, it was almost constant at the beginning. Do it, do it, do it. I was always on them to make sure they did not disrespect my man. And I always made the point that he was my king and I was his, his queen, even when we were dating, that I would take his side over everybody else because 
I wanted to build a future with him and I wanted them to love him the way I love him, respect him the way I respect him. So it's all up to you as a human being, as a woman, as a man, to let your family love and accept and respect them by you taking that in. Like if you love me, you're going to love my man. If you don't, that's your choice. I mean, you have to make that tough decision. There was there was months and days, sometimes years, that I wouldn't even see some of my family because I felt my husband was not welcome to the fullest. And we wouldn't do it. We wouldn't go. I would just would let not go. And in times that I would hang out with my family and I felt that he was mistreated in any way, it would take so much out of me to let that out. And I would let them know, like, that was wrong. What you, how you acted around my man, how, he took, how you behaved, what you said, what you didn't do, all these things I did not appreciate. So over the years, my family, my, they, they got to know my values and my boundaries. These are my boundaries. If you want me in your life as your daughter, as your sister, as your brother, as your family, then you have to accept him with me. We come together. Yep. So it's, it's, it's a tough, 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 tough situation to be in if you are back and forth between the two. You got to take a side, and I highly recommend you take your partner's side because that's the person they're going to spend the rest of your life with. That is the person that you're going to raise your children with. That's the person that you're going to live joyful life with, not your family. Because once we marry, unfortunately, we leave our family. Mm. We really, really divorce our family in so many ways. Like, I love my parents. I love my brother and sisters. But they're not living with me every day of my life. Mm. You are. Yep. So my obligations are to my husband. You know, like you, you said it in, your, in, 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 in what you just said now is you got to also, your, your husband or spouse could be wrong. You know, there, there, there could be some instances where they're wrong in whatever situation you're going through with your family. But I think one of the, one of the most important things is what you were saying earlier is, is you take your partner's side. You, yes, they might be wrong in a situation and you might agree with your parents that they're wrong, but by throwing them under the bus or throwing fuel on the fire and, and just trash talking them and, and doing all this stuff in front of your parents or your family, then you can't get mad at them for taking your side and continuing that argument. So you got to watch what you say. You got to be careful of, of you, how you rant, because if you're just trashing your partner, trashing your partner, trashing your partner, your family loves you to death. They're going to take your side. So they're going to continue that trashing. They're going to continue the disrespect. They're going to continue throwing them under the bus and they not, they're not going to know when to stop. They're, they're going to assume that, you know, you think that way all the time. So they're going to have that in their mindset and they're going to, continue uh, looking for reasons why you are that way or why that your spouse is that way. Why you should change them. Exactly. hundred percent. So we, we, we had some situations within, within our family, not us, but within our family where there was one partner that was getting trashed by the family and it continued and continued and continued. And unfortunately they had to split up because of it. And it's just one of those things. It's like, you can't, I cannot feel at home being with my wife if there's resentment there and there's resentment going into her ear that I can't hear. Do you know what I mean? When other people you have issue with your partner, you solve it with your partner. You don't bring in someone. You don't bring your family into your marriage. You don't bring your friends into your marriage. This is what 
it gets me a lot of times. People say, well, I have issues between my family and my, my partner. Well, what have you, how have you contributed to those issues? What have you told your family about your issues, your problems? Yeah, you want to confine in someone, but you don't go tell you everything you have with your, with your partner to your family because they're going to hold that against your partner and they will try and push you to, oh, he's bad and he, she's this and they shouldn't have done that. They shouldn't have said that instead of saying to you, listen, you have to look after your marriage and your your, your own family. I remember it's, it, my dad was physically abusive to my mother growing up, and we saw that firsthand. And, you know, he used to beat her up. And I remember her would always tell us a story of when she, one time he beat her up so hard that she couldn't, she couldn't take it anymore. She just left us all with him, and she went to her brother's house. And her brother looked at her and said, you get up, and you take your shit and you go back to your family because that is your family. You cannot have, you cannot raise children with not, without pa- a parent. Both of you have to be there. Whatever issues you have, you have to go solve it. And my mother, unfortunately, had to, had to deal with that for a long time until my, my dad sort of got out of the situation that he was in and so he, he did not lay hand on her after that. That always comes to my mind when people talk to me about this because yeah, you have issues, but you got to solve those issues between the two of you guys. You can't let anyone else come in, in there, especially family and friends, because they're going to be most likely on one of the sides instead of trying to fix you guys up. So be careful of that. And family too. I want to I wanna address that as well. If your daughter or your son are coming at, and, and expressing their feelings to you guys, try and find both angles. Try and help them both ways, not just trash one of them and take side of the other person because that's not going to be good for anybody. It's going to end up in divorce, and we've seen it firsthand. And you, you said it before on uh, one of your Instagram posts or something like that. I can't remember what it was, but I heard, it, heard you say it. And it was basically saying a true friend will not find ways to kind of trash the relationship. They'll find ways to, to, to help you with it. Meaning, if I go to one of my friends and say, you know, uh, you know, Nina's been doing this, Nina's been doing that, and oh, she's dri- driving me crazy, blah, blah, blah. If that person just adds that fuel by saying, yeah, yeah, that bitch is, you know, she sucks, you should get rid of her, blah, 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 and, and all that stuff. They're not helping you. They're not, they're not the true friends that you think they are. They're not the true family that they think you are. Because, I mean, I've, I've had a few instances back in the day where Nina and I were not doing so well. And she went over and, and would rant to her sisters. And her sisters would literally give her shit and say, if you ever think of leaving him, I'm never talking to you again. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you think that he's doing something, blah, 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 then, then it's on you, blah, blah, blah. So they were basically helping her by talking me up. Yeah. And that was at the beginning of our and relationship. Helping, and helping the relationship. Yeah. As opposed to sitting there saying, yeah, you're right. You should leave him. You should leave him. You, you know, you know, that's not helping. That's not helping the relationship, especially if there's kids, uh, especially if there's a, a, a life built within that relationship by you trashing it does not help. Yeah. They were like, you go try and find a way. Yeah, yeah. Try and find a way to sit there. And like, if you're the family or you're the sister, or you're the best friend or whatever it is, when you're when that person comes up to talk, to to console in you, have both sides. Think of think of the relationship itself, not of the person that you're talking to, because you can be thinking that you're helping her by saying, "Oh yeah, he's a dick. He should be out of your life. You uh, you shouldn't take that shit." Blah blah blah. You're gonna get divorced, and if you have you're children, unfortunately, it. the children are gonna pay for it. Exactly, and and her mental health is gonna pay for it. All that stuff. When yeah. 
it didn't really need to happen that way. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, with my mother's situation, unfortunately, it was physical abuse. And if there's a phys- physical abuse, I'll be the first one to tell you to get the fuck out of there or f- try to make sure he gets help or she gets help. You know, you got to get help. You got to figure that shit out, fix whatever that issue is. But everything else, couples should be able to help each other with their issues. Parents, siblings should not get involved in that relationship because what's going to happen that relationship is going to break up, and unfortunately, children are going to pay for it. And we've seen it, and it's not good, good scene. So do not take sides at all, whether you're family or whether you're partners. Do not take sides. Fix your issues. Take care of yourselves and, and, and just, just... Watch what you say about your spouse. Don't trash them too much. I understand you want to vent. I understand you want to get somebody else's uh, approval of your, of your uh, feelings towards whatever happened. You want someone to validate your feelings. Yes, that's what I mean. Approval, validate. So that's what you're looking for when you're going off and ranting and raving. But think about what you're saying because you don't want to completely throw that person under the bus and you don't want to look like an idiot that you go back to them because you just said all this horrible stuff about yeah. them. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're making yourself look bad. So yes, you can rant, uh, rant to one of your friends or, 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 or you know vent or whatever you call it. But do it with caution and do it with respect to your spouse. Mm-hmm. And if you really, really have something that you really want to get off your chest about your spouse, do it with your spouse. Talk to them. Explain to them what's going on in your life. Explain to them what's going on in your head and how you're taking or perceiving whatever's going on with that relationship and see if that story is the same as as his or hers or whatever it is. Because they might have a different story. They might sit there and say, you know what? You're right. I didn't look at it that way. I was looking at it from this perspective. And you'd be like, oh, man, I didn't realize you were looking at it from that. You know, that kind of stuff. Because we all have our own stories yeah. that we tell ourselves in our own head, you know. It's and believable in our mm-hmm. head. They're so absolutely believable. And that's a, a good transition to go to the second question where they were saying, is your spouse cheating on it? Really think about what your thoughts are. How can I trust my spouse? What your story is that you made up about that situation. Because I've heard, I've done it before. You know, Nina's gone off to work or whatever. She's gone on a trip uh, for work. Let's say that that time you went to Spain with with Mike Ferry for for real estate. I could have sat there and said, oh, there was guys there. Oh, you did this. You're doing this. Oh, I haven't talked to you in umpteen hours. And I heard that you went out. And you didn't tell me, and you know, you must have done this if you didn't tell me, or you must have done this if you didn't tell me. And then next thing you know, it's like, oh, I didn't tell you because it was four o'clock in the morning for you, and you decided, you know, our time was different or whatever. The, the story is completely different than the one I. And I'm a flirt. I'm a flirt. Like this is this is that why I really like this question because it says, how can I trust my partner not cheating on me if I know they flirt? Yeah. Well, the so, main thing for that before you go on is you got to know define cheating to that person. Is cheating liking somebody else's Instagram posts? Is cheating, you know, a little bit of flirt, flirt and banter with with a colleague at work? What is cheating? Or, or flirting, to be exact. Because when I first met Roger, the first day I met him, I was the one who was flirting with him. I picked him up at a club. So it was my doing. And the more he got to know me, the more he knew my personality. It was very bubbly. It was very flirty. I talked to everybody. I'm in the service industry. I speak to everyone. I mean, for crying out loud, I used to serve all the senator hockey players in Ottawa. And I used to make tons of money, the bar I used to work at, because I used to flirt with these guys. And guess who would pick me up in the middle of the, at the end of the night? 
my boyfriend at the time, Roger, he would come and pick me up and sometimes he would come and watch me serve and he would see how many guys would hit on me or give me their number. But that doesn't mean I'm going to act on any of that stuff. Mm. When you have a trust in, in yourself, you're going to trust your partner. I had the full trust in myself. I had full capacity of, of being confident as a woman, as a, as, as a server at the time, as his girlfriend. I wanted nothing to do with any other guy. I'm flirting because that's my personality. It's just who I am. This is how I act. So I, he fell in love with that. There was few times that issue came up in our relationship, I would say the first five, six years, and we dealt with it that way. It was at the beginning hard because he was still trying to figure out what my personality was exactly, and he always jokes and says you have uh, many also, personalities. There was also boundaries and stuff like that. I didn't right. want to cross and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and it was tough because for some reason we always ended up working fairly close to each other. So if not in the same vicinity, (laughs) when we were working in the malls, I was at this counter, you were at that counter and I would see the type of flirting you would do. And it, and for me, it would, uh, some things would upset me. Some things wouldn't, uh, and vice versa. You would sit there and say the same thing about me. And and we just found our boundaries and we said, okay, we won't cross it. But I do got to say, because we don't have to do too, too much time on this, uh, for this question. But if you make this, that great the relationship you have with your with your girlfriend boyfriend spouse whatever it is if you make it that great then you're going to know that they're not going to want to lose that yeah they're not going to do anything to 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 jeopardize that so yes there's going to be some instances where you're just getting into a relationship and yeah you're making it great but they still went off and cheated whatever don't let that get in your head too too much people are used to certain things and it takes them a while to kind of back off of those things or, or, or take accountability for those kind of things because they're not used to having it. So I've been with her 26 years. Now, if I were to do something like that now, obviously that's, that's a huge step that I'm taking to say that I, that I want to jeopardize this relationship. And vice versa. Yeah, or, you know, it could be a lot of things, you know, I haven't sold my oats or, or I don't feel appreciated, blah, 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 whatever it is. Those are the things that I'm saying. If you make this that great, then there's no reason for me to go off and do something. I don't have to worry about sowing my oats. I don't have to worry about if I feel appreciated or, you know, if I feel sexy or wanted or anything like and, that. And I want to add to that too. Not just make the relationship great. Make yourself great. Make yourself feel and, and, and see exactly what you want to see in your partner. If you want to trust him, then you need to trust yourself. If you want to love him, then you need to love yourself. If you want him to be confident in loving you and all over you, then you gotta do that for yourself because this starts within ourselves all the trust issues all the issues that we have with the with external forces external people that are around us it stems with inside of us first so if you are thinking should i trust my partner think to yourself should i trust myself do i look at other people the way i think he's looking at other people do i talk to people that way you got to ask yourself these questions. And if you don't, then you got to work on it. Why are you that way? What is the insecurities? How do you feel about your body? How do you feel about your mind? How do you feel about your look? What is that you could do different to make yourself better? For example, I know I am the best person for my husband. He will never find anyone better than me in any shape or form. You know, I'm smart, I'm kind, I'm a great mother. I take care of my mind, my body, my physically, emotionally. I take care of him. I do everything for myself that I do for him, that I want him to do for him and myself. So it's there's a saying, I don't know who said it. I work on myself for you and you work on yourself for me. Meaning I do all the good things that to make myself feel better, feel, look, 
and do for myself, and he does it for himself, and we come together, we're fine. We're perfectly fine. There is no doubts. There is no uh, jealousy. There is no, oh, I'm wondering if he's going to not love me or not take care of me. No, you have the full confidence because you're taking care of yourself in all areas, mentally, physically, emotionally, which all you need to do in order to be a good partner, mm. take care of yourself first. And, and the way I look at it too is you got to be reasonable, okay? Just because you're in a relationship and you're in love with somebody doesn't mean the rest of the world has to be ugly, okay? And the reason why I say this is that, you know, I was at the gym the other day. Uh, it was a Saturday and there was a lot of people there and there was a lot of beautiful women there and they were dressed, you know, great, <laughs> The gym. The way I dress for the gym. Well, they, they, my nipples are all out. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> you're killing my point here. Sorry. So, I was talking to another guy that was sitting there working out next to us and next to me, and there, there happened to be like three or four girls around us. And I looked at it. I looked at him. I, I said, "It's it's kind of hard to look up because if I look up, I'm looking at somebody that, and you know, I'm going to look at them, and they look great. And are they going to sit there and say?" Why are you staring at me or something? You know, like- He's a perv or whatever. So I looked at this guy and I said, it's kind of hard to look up. And he goes, I don't know how you do it when your wife is here. My girlfriend, if she saw me in here, she would would cut me off. Yeah, she'd lose her mind. So I said to him, I'm like, well, the good thing is, is my wife is one of the people that people are looking at. So I can't, she can't blame me for sitting there looking at people when she's getting looked at like crazy. So either you come here in, you know, baggy ass uh, sweater and some stained up bingo pants or whatever the hell it is and look horrible with your hair all fucked up so people won't look at you. So you can't sit there and say, I'm looking at somebody because, you know, you're attracting people to look at you the same way. So so I don't know if my point's getting across the way I said it to him. It came out of my mouth perfectly then. I thought I was going to say it exactly the same way, but it didn't come out that way. But either way, if your girl is attracting all the the, the 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 eyes of the people in the gym, she can't come up to you and say, oh, you shouldn't be looking at this girl. Do you appreciate her more than me? No, but do you appreciate that guy looking at you more than I do? It's the same kind of thing. So you got to kind of give and take in a relationship. If you know that you're doing something or you got, you're getting some sort of attention, you can't get mad for somebody giving her that kind of mm-hmm. attention. And you know, in terms of flirting, why is he flirting with those people? Why is that, wh- which, which people is he flirting with? What, like, what is that? Tell that to yourself. You're better than that. You know, and make them flirt with you. Sometimes people just flirt so that people would like them. Right. People will accept them. Yeah. So they flirt just to get that kind of smile, that kind of acceptance from that person. It doesn't necessarily mean they want them to do anything with them. And or thank you for bringing that up because a, a lot of times I would be flirting with people while I was at work, you know, or serving, whatever, because it's my job. I got to be friendly and I can't just be friendly. I got to be extra friendly, just who I am, my personality. So if I'm flirting with you out there and you think I'm flirting because I want you Baby, take that out of your mind. I'm flirting because I love who I am. I'm confident, strong woman. And what comes out of my mouth, my heart, just goes in my mouth. I just can't help it. If I see a hot guy at the gym, I look at them like, damn, baby, look at how hot that guy is. Or a girl. There's nothing wrong with that. God gave us eyes to look and mouth to say good things, compliment the people. So, so jokes I could be saying here. I don't understand. <laughs> Sometimes when you when you when you word stuff, you know, like I see something good. It's got to come into my mouth. It's like, it's like what? <laughs> I don't know. So that's what it is. If if I see something good, I say it. It comes out of my mouth. I flirt. 
I compliment. I just love people. And he understands it, so he will never question that part of me, ever. And it's been 26 years, and I'm very lucky and very, very, very grateful for you. Yeah. Because We've already I, known our boundaries. We've already <laughs> set them, and we already know, you know, where I would go, how far I would go with, let's say, flirting that would get her upset. So I won't go that far. Same. That kind of stuff. Same. You know, it's, it's just one of those things that we, we, we've come to an agreement. We don't sit there and, you know, uh, check on each other to make sure that we're not doing too much. Because if you do, like if you, sh- if you sat there and went on my Instagram and looked at all my comments or likes or whatever, you'd be like, oh, are you, I think you're liking that person a little bit too much or whatever it is. But it's nothing. It's absolutely nothing. Absolutely if checking, nothing. If you're checking on it, you're going to come up with, with issues. It's just like, you know, getting a mechanic to just look over your car. They're not going to sit there. There's nothing wrong. And they're going to see things that are, that are there that shouldn't be there, and they're going to they're gonna want to tell you. I mean, wasn't that what social media is all for? To see something you like and you like it? Like, why do fucking That's people get up so upset when you're liking someone? Yeah. It's called social media, to socialize on these platforms. Yeah, people are posting to get likes. Yeah. So I, the way I look at it, you're helping you put them. something on, I'm supporting you. I'm saying, you know what? Good, good post. Good thing. You look great. You look this. You look that. Right. And people might look at that like, oh, you know, why are you liking my girlfriend's Flirting stuff? Flirting too much. Or, or, you know, you know, why, why are you liking my girlfriend's stuff? I'm like, because that's she posted it to get likes. No, I'm just supporting. If you post <laughs> something, I'll, I'll do the same thing. I'll support that's you. That's exactly what it is. And you know what? At the end of the day, you can never change anyone, anyone but yourself. The way you think, the way you feel, the way you act. Get those three in order and only do what you want and your life will change forever. See, once you build that self-confidence enough that you know that you're the best one. Like Nina says, I'm the best one for her. She's the best one for me. That's what Nina says. And vice versa, whatever it is. But she has that confidence. So she knows that I'm not going to go out there and jeopardize that. I'm not going to go out and say, you know, uh, I'm going to go kiss some girl and fuck up my whole relationship. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. That's right, baby. On that note, we're almost at the end of our podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube. This is on YouTube. Follow us, subscribe. (laughs) Because you know why? We love you guys when you do that, when you subscribe, when you comment, when you, you know, like our stuff. It's just, you know, it's a good energy you're putting out there. And what you put out there, you get it back. So do good, be good, and love yourself to infinity. Love you guys. We wish you what we have. Yeah, baby. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please hit subscribe and give us a five-star rating on whichever platform you're tuning in from. It means the world to us to have your support on our show in this little mini way. (laughs) You can also stalk us on Instagram at Head Over Heels Show for more juicy stuff. If you have any questions, send them via email at us at hohshow.com or DM us on socials. Thank you for having us between your ears. And as always, we, we wish, wish you what, you we, what have. we have.